0: Fantastic to pray for unity and one of the things that we really value at City Vision is the ability to work as church leaders together serving our city. And I'm going to introduce now uh, a new church leader to us, new to the city, and that's Andy Lenton, who's the new pastor at City Church. And we are delighted that Andy and his wife Lisa are joining us here in Derby. Andy has uh, got a very mature ministry already, and uh, so we're we're really delighted that he's going to be joining us here in Derby, leading City Church And uh, we're delighted that he's going to be sharing God's word with us tonight. So I'd love to introduce Andy to you and uh, listen to what he has to say. So over to you, Andy. Thank you, Simon. God bless you, folks. It's good to be here. Uh, I'm not sure mature ministry is a is a sort of like an introduction that I, I like, but I guess I've got gray hair, so, uh, so that's okay. But um, it's great to join with other church leaders uh, all over the city, all over the area, joining together in unity on what is Pentecost Sunday. And Pentecost, well, is loads of other things, but if Pentecost speaks of one thing, it is how strategic God is. And uh, this morning, I was preaching in church about the Tower of Babel and how Pentecost was sort of like the fulfilment of the confusion that Babel was. Pentecost made sense of, of, of all that. And it should be no surprise that, uh, to us that God is strategic. Pentecost came after a time of waiting and preparation. I don't know about you, no one likes that. I don't like waiting. I don't really like preparing. I like doing But um, we had to wait, we had to prepare in waiting for Pentecost. But God knew exactly what he was doing. My question tonight is, do you believe that God knows exactly what he's doing in your life? Do you believe that God knows exactly what he's doing in this city? We have to believe that. We have to believe that to partner with what God is doing in this city. A wonderful verse or passage out of Scripture is Romans chapter 12. And I'm just going to read the first two verses from the NIV. And then I'm going to read it again from the message version, which sort of like brings out just extra meaning to where we're at, particularly at this point in the COVID pandemic and and in our lives. So Paul writes to to the Romans, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy the message he puts it like this So here's what I want you to do God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Like the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out in you, develops well formed maturity. In you. Perhaps Simon was right when he was talking about maturity. There you go. Dennis Backer, in his wonderful book, The Joy of Work, he talked about the heroes that we read in scripture being very ordinary people, having ordinary vocations in their ordinary lives. Isaac was a property developer. Joseph was a was a government official. He was in charge of quite a few things, agriculture, economy, the immigration policy. Joseph, uh, sorry, Moses, spent 40 years as a shepherd. Esther was in government service. Daniel was an immigrant who attended Babylon's version of Oxford University and came out as prime minister. Lydia was a successful businesswoman in textiles. Paul was a tent maker. Perhaps the ultimate expression of how much God values everyday ordinary work was Jesus was a carpenter. Jesus spent the majority of his life training for everyday ordinary work, fashioning benches and tables, probably was involved in, in construction as well. The Greek word tekton is mentioned from where we get our, our word technology. He was able to do whole host of things so the Bible is a book written by everyday ordinary people about everyday ordinary people for everyday ordinary people so why is it that most of the time when we talk about our spiritual lives we tend to just think of our life in church I'm thrilled to be actually in St. Werberg's today because Apparently, my great-great-granddad was married here, which was fantastic, and my great-great-great-granddad was married in St. Altman's. So I've got a real link uh, to Derby deep in in my family history. You might be brand new to Derby, like I am, but it's been wonderful to be praying through the prayer app that we've all been using, praying down the streets of Derby, praying, thy kingdom come, Lord, thy will be done here in this place. Maybe... You've developed a fresh passion for your neighbourhood. God has strategically placed you in that neighbourhood. Maybe you've never considered that God might have strategically placed you in your place of work. But it's worth thinking about because God is a strategic God. He's strategically placed people in your life for a reason. And he wants you to be alive to his Holy Spirit, for the Holy Spirit to lead you in conversations, in obedience, being faithful to him, being open to any situation. There's a wonderful quote that says this, We didn't enlist God to help us get the most out of our lives. He enrolled us to be a part of his plan and purpose in this world. So what does that actually mean? Now you might be thinking, why is Andy stood in front of a giant Connect Four? Well, I want you to think about what this Connect Four, oops, what this Connect Four represents and what that little Connect Four represents. This Connect Four represents how we are as Christians when we meet together in our churches on Sundays. We're all gathered in our little corner where the rest of society, the rest of our city, goes about sports, goes about walking, goes about chatting, goes about reading the paper, going about their ordinary lives. We're, we're gathered in this corner. But for the rest of the week, we are scattered. We are scattered throughout the city, scattered throughout our neighbourhoods. So if you think of the red little counters here, being the Christians. We're scattered all over the place. But we're scattered for a reason. We're scattered because God is a strategic God. It's interesting that we spend most of our week scattered and only a small fraction of our week uh, gathered together. We're scattered because that's exactly what God did at Pentecost. He scattered the people. He scattered them to take the good news to the to the the, the the rest of the world. The Jerusalem, Samaria, and to the rest of the world. Now Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 14 says this. 2 Corinthians 2, verse 14 says this. In Christ, God leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. Through us, he brings the knowledge of Christ everywhere we go. People breathe in the, the exquisite fragrance of Christ because of Christ we give off this sweet scent rising to God which is recognised by those on the way to salvation an aroma redolent with life let me tell you about my friend John John's not his real name but I started playing cricket with John about 12 years ago and uh, after the cricket match We always go to the pub with the rest of the cricket team and we start talking. And very often, because I'm the vicar in the team, we get talking about God and what do you think about this and what do you think about that? And uh, John has been one of the most uh, people with the most questions. We've talked about cars and kids and work and politics and film and then it's gotten to faith and God and Jesus and the Bible and church. And I've invited John So carol services, guest services, comedy evenings, all kind of church events. And he's never come. He's politely declined every invitation. And to be honest, I'm a bit frustrated with that. But, like this Connect Four, I've found that I'm not the only Christian in John's life. God has given me a job to do, which is just be faithful... And open and try and answer his very complicated questions sometimes. But another friend of mine, Zainab, who's from Sierra Leone, she works with John. John thinks Zainab is brilliant. She's the hardest worker that he's ever met. She's a really good example in his life. Olarunda is a Nigerian guy. He's John's boss. Olarunda's a Christian. John Thinks that Ollarunda is the best boss he's ever had. Other Christians on the cricket team include Craig, who's a South African, Dina, who's an Indian, Andy, who's a British guy, and Mike, who's got Pakistani heritage. God has put Christians in John's life, and we all connect up in some way. And God's called us all to do our part in that job being faithful being open to the Holy Spirit operating being alive to the Holy Spirit's promptings and who knows in God's right time because he's a strategic God John may come to know Jesus and that might not be my blessing to lead him to Jesus that might be one of my other friends in John's life and God's placed us all in neighbourhoods God's placed us all in In work or education settings God has put all of us in friendship with others we might think that we're the only Christians in a person's life but let me remind you tonight let me encourage you God's a strategic God God has got other people in this city God has got great plans for this city and by his Holy Spirit God is strategically moving people into the lives of the people who you've been praying for for perhaps years and years and years. You are not alone in this work. God has many people and others at work in this place and God has given us his Holy Spirit. So tonight, as the band want to join me uh, and come up, be alive to God's Holy Spirit. Be empowered by God's Holy Spirit. Allow Him to energize you, whether that's at work or in education or even in just in your neighborhood. Be alive to Him because God has got people in this city. I'm going to pray and then I'm going to hand over to the band. Father, we thank you that on this Pentecost Sunday, Lord, we are encouraged that you are a strategic God. You have many people in this city and even the toughest people in our lives who seem to be constantly just pushing away your gracious call. Father, thank you, Lord, that we're not alone in this task. You have got other people and you have filled us all with your Holy Spirit. And Lord, we pray that you help us to just continue to be obedient and faithful and open to you and see you do the work in Jesus name.